Oh man, so we're diving right into the Harry, huh? Ooh That's the one married the black chick, now has a Netflix series, now is releasing a book. <laughs> Dude, nobody cares! <laughs> Your answer to nobody watching you on Netflix was to release a book? I think more people these days are reading a book? <laughs> Dude. You think people are going to read your book more than they watch your fucking Netflix series? At least that one had your fucking hot wife on it. <laughs> when did this book... Dude, it's... <laughs> Where did it come from? I didn't hear anything about this. Usually they, they like hype this shit up for a while, but no, this was just... Boom, he's got a book. Yeah, they were, but just not in our channels. We're not sophisticated enough. <laughs> I guess you're right, man. Because I, I caught an article before it came out about how he was bummed that his brother had like spoiled some of the book. <laughs> oh, Don't you, didn't you hear about the the other's famous slap of the year? The slap back, or what was this? Uh, apparently, Charles slapped Harry. Or no, who's the other f- this bald? That's uh, oh yeah, it's not Harry or Charles. We never hear it. William. William, yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I take it back. William, you're the only one I like because you you don't. You pop up once a year, you do your little fucking prince thing, and then you go away with your wife and your kids. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. Good call. He, uh, I don't actually know anything about the guy or what he thinks. Kind of like I, that. I, I, Call your brother. Bring him home. Get him out of America. We don't want him. <laughs> Teach him a thing or two. Hey, hey Harry, uh, whatever the fuck your fucking name is, you know why your brother's bald? Because he's got the fucking weight of the world on his shoulders. Okay, go learn how to deal with that. <laughs> yeah, learn how to be a fucking firstborn, dude. Fucking uh, cry me a river. I didn't like my black wife. <laughs> he didn't even get to choose his wife, you asshole. <laughs> he married according to bloodline. Yeah, like most of them do. I don't know what uh, Harry's well, see, that's, the, that's the beauty of being the secondborn. You're always the fuck up. This is true. You do, whatever you, yeah. do whatever you want, man. I got no name to... To uphold, I got <laughs> look at me, man. I'm I'm the OG Mike. There is no other Mike Polisi. I'm not the firstborn. I'm not the baby. You know, I don't have to justify the mother's love. I don't have to live up to the father's name. I'm a fucking free man, just like Harry. That's why I, it takes a loser to know a loser. You Good know? call, That's and calling you out. <laughs> you're setting the bar extra low for the next guy in line in the family who has your name. Oh, the Mike Junior is going to be a piece of shit. I'll be <laughs> Can't even imagine how my son, if I ever have one, I I don't I think God's too smart for that. There'll never be Mike Junior. <laughs> this one is a one and done. They broke the mold, you know. Yeah. Well, speaking of turds, man, this Harry fella, he apparently lied in this book about uh, some of the action he saw in the army. Yeah, he lied about everything, dude. You're a fucking pussy. Who's <sighs> all right. <laughs> Like, four British soldiers died the entire war. You think they were going to put him at risk of being one of the four? No, no, and I don't even really believe he saw any action whatsoever. It's kind of hilarious he would even lie that he, like, killed 25 insurgents or some bullshit. N- nobody believes it, man. He's, he's Unless they were, like, tied up. It was like the Teddy Roosevelt bear. <laughs> oh, God. Where somebody, they, like, uh... Captured, they captured the terrorists beforehand, tied him to a tree. And then he, Harry just stumbled on him. I am pretty sure that's what happened, yeah. yeah. They, he just posed for the photo shoot in Guantanamo Bay. Remember those pictures? Or Abu Ghraib? <laughs> Abu Ghraib? Remember that? Can't talk about that. It was like the chick with the cigar next to like the bodies. <laughs> so they were alive, though. Yeah, Weren't but they? it was like... 
I mean, look. They're torturing them. It's very heinous, and yes, they were being oh, tortured. Torture's not supposed to look pretty. Enough time has passed where I think we can find some I, funniness I, I, in it. Uh, yeah, listen, I'm not there. saying American soldiers are <laughs> angels, right? But the way American soldiers got treated when they were taken prisoner was far worse. Absolutely. Than, no than doubt. a couple pictures, okay? Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of waterboarding and some pictures. And yeah, pictures, slightly comical, I have to say. It looked like they were having a good time, at least. So, yeah, give it, to, give them that, right? Ironically, those pictures less repercussions than the Al Franken pictures from that same war. Wow, that's very wild. <laughs> yeah, you're right, dude. Al <laughs> Franken got in more trouble for a photograph out of the same <laughs> Afghanistan. Worst picture situation. taken of the entire war was Al Franken. <laughs> that one saw the most. <laughs> the most repercussions of the war. <laughs> Poor Al. So apparently Harry was just there. Sh- uh, oh, oh no. we're talking about Harry. Oh, just yeah. like your family, we forgot about you, asshole. Jesus fucking Christ. Well, uh, I was going to totally pay no mind to this whole fucking thing, except I caught a little doozy here. Prince Harry's new memoir is now number one on Amazon and among the biggest pre-orders at major bookstores. Here in the UK, bookstores opened at midnight to begin to sell copies okay. of Spare. Meanwhile, it's Stop number right one there. on Audible. You can hear. When you say you're number one on Amazon, you should say number one on Amazon Britain. Right. Yeah, number one Amazon UK. Sure. And right there, you made it sound like you were number one worldwide. I doubt it. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, I'm sure Alex Jones has sold way more copies of his book than uh, Harry <laughs> the, will. The British Prince really Harry... care about this guy? No, nobody likes this guy. He's a jackass, man. Read from the book himself. Of course, we already know most of the headlines, perhaps not some of the context. Prince Harry's battle with mental health after the death of his mom, his battles with his brother, his criticism of his stepmother, Camilla, the Queen Consort, and the tension between Kate and Meghan. But it continues. Pictures there in New York last night of him leading, leaving his fourth interview in just a few right, days with the, the money show shot. with Stephen Colbert that will be brought broadcast tonight a media blitzkrieg Craig, while the stay silent i'm gonna bring this up here uh i'm gonna say interesting choice word fella <laughs> blitzkrieg for the kid who famously wore the fucking nazi costume at the halloween party 20 years ago very interesting choice word blitzkrieg excuse me oh yeah <laughs> You, this guy knew exactly what he was doing, man. Oh, exactly. That was such a beautiful fucking word to stick right at the end of that report. That was this British guy. They are so passive aggressive yes. with their fucking. So, uh, that's what's hats so off to you, good sir. Dude, Mike, it's so beautiful how you asked in the middle of that. Do these guys even, do the Brits even like him? The answer is no. It's right there at the end of that clip. That British dude literally said Blitzkrieg to describe <laughs> Harry's fucking media frenzy. That's fucking hilarious. I fucking love that. Fuck this dude. That's genius. Absolute genius. So beautiful. That's a chef's kiss, sir. Unless that guy himself is a Nazi and just got caught. Oh, and maybe, yeah, sorry. Maybe he's just a big supporter of Ukraine. Maybe it's just in his, you know, (laughs) everyday vernacular. He's just like, hey, you know. Those hands came in like a blitzkrieg. It was crazy. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, it's always... He's really into the word. <laughs> he loves no, it. No, dude. No, he fucking used that word so, <laughs> yeah. 
specifically so on purpose and it was just right there at the end it's the last thing you remember him saying it's incredible uh, great so hats off to that reporter and uh yeah, yeah i job, could care Dude, i didn't even know you book. had a clip for that i was literally just no i knew hearing. you were well it was always the funniest part is of all the shit going on this is the big thing everyone wants to talk about in the news of course every time they need a distraction they go to the fucking royals man every time yeah. and Sure enough, there's this doofus. The book is his stupid fucking mug all over it. It's just such a ridiculous like, dude, thing. Who cares about your life story? You have done nothing but be born into a family, and you wrote a book about it, and now you're going to sit there, and you're going to read the book you about your life. <laughs> like, dude, how fucking conceited are you, man? Seriously, and do the world a favor. Get, like, Morgan Freeman to read it or someone with a yes. nice voice, dude. Come on, dude. Somebody with a life uh, life experience. <laughs> That's right. So uh, Harry's got the book out, and he's making the tour. It's funny. I feel like this means that, you know, the Netflix thing was a total bomb. What's with these two? Why are we constantly uh, having to deflect news with these two retards? Like, I get it, and you brought it up earlier. We never hear about the other guy who's actually going to be king. Well, that, well, that's why. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. He, he, he's not doing <laughs> anything wrong, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's towing the family line. I, I don't know, man. This guy just needs... Like, we should kick him out of... Can we not deport this guy? I'll take five, five southern immigrants. <laughs> we send this guy back. We do a trade like that. That's so funny. Harry Mania. Yeah, it was at the bottom of the docket. I really didn't think you would even see it when I said <laughs> it. Honestly, honestly, I did it. It was just bothering me that much because his face came on the TV like right before we started. Well, it was him. And then uh, I caught this one earlier today on AP News. They were really interested in the fact that Aaron Rodgers lost. Huh. Like obsessed. Like it was his picture looking like a loser in all of them. And they were just like describing the playoff scenario or what took place in the NFL. But everything was really on how Aaron Rodgers lost and he's such a loser. Oh, yeah, he didn't take the vaccine. And he, yes, thank you. It's because he didn't take the vaccine. And remember I brought up last <laughs> week with the Hamlin injury or the, uh, what did that guy call it? A seizure the other day? Uh, a seizure, yeah. <laughs> with the Hamlin thing. Man, the heart seizure. Nobody yeah. wanted to ask what Aaron Rodgers thought of the situation. Maybe it had something to do with why he didn't want to take the vaccine. It is crazy that they didn't want to hear from him. So, but sure enough, a few days later, Aaron Rodgers loses to the Lions. He's out of the playoffs. That's the big story. Aaron Rodgers is such a loser. Maybe if he took the vaccine, Mike, he would have won that game and been in the playoffs, right? Probably. That's what I'm thinking, dude. Well, I've been well informed by almost everybody that uh, that Hamlin guy. Yes. Um, he just got hit really hard in the chest, Frank. That's what I'm hearing as well. Right dude. at the right moment, <laughs> and it stopped his heart so bad that they had to resuscitate him twice. That's right. And he's fine. <laughs> bad hit bad hit on the field frank that's it man that's it well that's good it. i'm glad he's recovered uh totally fucked up my entire fantasy championship run so not happy about that but so what did alive. they do with that game they canceled it 
Yeah, but what does that mean? It means who, who won? it means the playoff seeding is kind of uh, fucked up this year, technically. Does it count as a tie or a no con? Like what? What does it count as? I think they went for no contest, and then they're doing something in as far as seeding based on uh, some sort of point system. I have no fucking idea. It's really, it's really dumb. Sounds rigged. I yes, it does, and I believe actually because of it, the Kansas City Chiefs are in like first place when they wouldn't have normally. So it totally changes, you know, a lot of uh, home field advantage situations, seeding outcomes. I mean, yeah, I totally see a rigged uh, scenario here at play, actually, now that I think about it, man. Kansas City needs a win. Yeah, well, maybe. The Bills were supposed <laughs> to win, then I don't know. I think it's all rigged. Or, again, they had to cover a big time because... Dude, I'm thinking these vaccines, man. The effects are uh, hitting the mainstream here. I really do believe it. Did you see that video of the reporter from Canada? Yeah, you sent that to me. And it's this chick who's kind of struggling to get through her report, and then she basically faints. Like, not before she faints, though, dude. It's like her, she, she like, it's like her, her computer fries a wire. <laughs> yes. You yeah. Know? More like a seizure than what happened to Hamlin. <laughs> Way more like a yeah. <laughs> but actually it was more like a stroke. Yeah. Well, strokes the way the, fa- the way the face just kind of went like numb. Yeah, dude. And remember when they dished this stuff out, people were getting like uh the half face, the the Pfizer face as uh, we were the calling Bieber? it. The Bieber, dude. The The Bieber. Justin Bieber face? That's right, man. How could we all forget about the Justin Bieber phase? Who had to cancel his fucking tour because of that. Still not back. Still not back. And in fact, speaking of Bieber, his wife was in the news this morning, apparently. Uh, And I believe this is directly related to the vaccine. And I want you to kind of listen a little bit and interject vaccine, if you will, in and around uh, PSD. This morning, Haley Bieber is opening up about the mental health issues she now faces following a mini stroke last March. It was definitely the scariest thing I've ever gone through. The supermodel revealing on Vogue's The Run Through podcast that she struggles with post-traumatic stress disorder following that medical scare. I struggled with a lot of anxiety after. I struggled with a little bit of PTSD of just like, the fear of maybe it was going to happen again. The 26-year-old says she was in Palm Springs when she was first admitted into a hospital for stroke-like symptoms. Doctors then finding the cause to be a blood clot in her brain, diagnosing her with a patent for Raymond Ovalley, or PFO, a small opening between the top two chambers of the heart present from birth. After having an outpatient procedure, Bieber was discharged. But once she returned to the California hotspot, she says she felt Felt very triggered. Even the first couple times coming back here after was like a little bit of a strange triggering kind of feeling for me because it's like you just remember exactly how everything happened in that moment. The American Heart Association reports that nearly a quarter of individuals who suffer from a stroke may develop PTSD. PTSD can really affect anyone. Bieber, who says she is now fully recovered, hopes her experience will continue to open doors to conversations about mental health. All right. Okay. 
I think she's thinking about the vaccine. Are we not allowed to say that she had this? She, she really had this from birth. Yeah, that's what they're rolling with. That this was a genetic. Her defect. and her husband just—they both married each other. Happened to have these 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 genetic conditions that within a few months of each other would just happen to. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's what we got. I don't believe in coincidences, man. <laughs> Me neither, dude. And there's no coincidence. I mean, can we get their residents checked for black mold or something? Because uh, I feel like something's going on here. Right? I don't know. <coughs> it can't be the air because they live in California and you guys don't even, you barely let people drive cars. <laughs> I know, dude. You guys regulate the <laughs> shit out of that air. So uh, we got, we got uh, Mrs. Beebs here and she's still got lingering doubts about her own health. And so... What I was thinking when I watched the Hamlin injury last week was what the other players who took the shots were thinking as well. Because everyone who watched the game, and especially, I'm sure, anyone who's at the game, who's used to hearing big hits, will all tell you that this was not a huge hit. There was no direct contact to this guy's chest. In fact, it was two guys pulling the dude to the ground. So th- yeah, th- this was no huge tackle hit. by any means. <clears throat> this dude's heart stopped without any massive like contact involved. All these players, I believe, you could argue. Well, so I'm had a football sort of... expert, but it's usually the guy being tackled that yeah. gets injured. Yes, most of the time. Right? Because no. usually the guy tackling is the one who's ready for the hit. What I really picked up on after the event were a lot of the reports discussing the faces of the other players, how distraught they were besides yeah. themselves, like they had seen ghosts. I've never seen you cancel a game. And we've never seen them cancel a game. <clears throat> never. And a lot of that was uh, predicated on the players going into the locker room, having discussions with the personnel and with the NFL. My belief is, which they won't ever, you know, release or announce i believe the players were frightened for their own lives yeah and i believe that menta- that sem- sentimentality still may exist amongst the league right now i'm willing to bet amongst all pro uh sports currently many of the athletes who took these shots are questioning their own health yeah i don't see how you couldn't Come on, you see a guy drop like that? Yeah, that's... And then you got Haley Bieber saying that she still has lingering doubts about the potential for her to stroke out. And it's like, and that's after two years of everybody saying this would happen, getting shut down, like just kicked off of everything. Absolutely. And you know what gets me too here? We're talking uh, Hamlin, Haley Bieber. We're talking about people in their fucking 20s, man. I know that's the worst part, dude. Younger than us. That's I'm, we're not talking about, uh, you know, dude, fat dudes in their forties. <laughs> uh, Ron White is doing fine. <laughs> yeah, somebody check on Ron White. <laughs> old Tater Tot is now like ninety years old. Just, you know, he quit drinking whiskey at like seventy and just became like healthy as can be. You know. That's what's kind of freaky about these headlines. Probably because he's stories. like an old Texan. You know, who eats raw meat, you know, he, not raw, he eats beef and fucking, I don't know. Dude, we were watching uh, TMZ the other day, and um, 
this freakish looking cartoon character was on there. <laughs> and Emma like couldn't believe her eyes. She she didn't think the man was real. It was Liver Guy. Oh yeah, the Liver King. The Liver King. That's it. And I was yeah. like, yeah, it's Liver King, man. You know, Mike talks about Liver King and the dude was talking about uh, steroid use. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. He should be called the steroid king. Steroid. Yeah, he definitely looks like the steroid All king. All you need is uh, to eat liver and take $13,000 a month in steroids. <laughs> fucking idiot. And all you guys that fell for it are fucking idiots out there. You're eating liver thinking you're going to look like this asshole. <laughs> He's outrageous looking. I had no idea he was that just... Oh, Ridiculous. outrageous. And at that age, <laughs> yeah. your body cannot produce that muscle. <laughs> no. no way. So, uh, good times. Uh, Liver King, he's out there, and he's roided up for sure, dude. He's, he's talking about it. He's all about it these days. So, <laughs> so now he's all steroids? He's all roids, but hey, look, he's still alive. There's, like, several recent trainers in their 40s and shit who have died. There's that producer who died from uh, ABC. He was, like, 37. Then you got all these weirdos who are juiced up the, you know... Up their bungholios, man, and they're <laughs> like, "How's the Rock still not having a heart attack right now?" That is true. You know, all those guys. Remember when we were kids? Like all those guys that did steroids, they're all dead now because they were, you know, with us in public school and they were stupid. But they were all, <laughs> you know, they were listening to Coach Perlman on because he wanted to win state, and uh, <laughs> they were idiots. But they all had the same line. It's like. Listen, if you just it's just it's just hormones that your body produces. So oh, if you yeah. do it correctly, there's no there's no real harm. I actually think that's a very true statement. That's why guys like The Rock, you know, look Joe Rogan is on testosterone and sure, all the right yeah. hormones. So it is true. You can do it right, but you know, when you're 19 and you're just fucking taking a shot in the ass in the shower at Prospect High School. <laughs> We're not naming names, people, don't worry. <laughs> Perlman. Fuck How many well, lives did that dude ruin? Wonder what that fella's up to now. He's probably uh <clears throat> probably pumping some iron for, for as those we speak. Don't know, Prospect High School was like every high school in the Midwest. Nobody gave a fuck about football. <laughs> Nobody even knew what state was. <laughs> right? Oh yeah. You went to you drove in, there was this giant sign on the fence. They almost needed a bigger fence because they kept adding years. For how many times the band won state and nationals? You know? Wow. Like national Impressive, champions. Man. Oh, yeah. Our football team had one, like, regional playoffs attempt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but it happened. All right. You hang your head on that one. And then, and then some asshole with one testicle comes into town. <laughs> Was that ever proven true? I feel like that was just one of those classic high school nah, rumors. Dude, he, you know? he talked about it to every freshman class. Oh, uh, you know, see, I just didn't pay attention. Listen, his story to every <laughs> freshman was he lost his testicle doing steroids. Wow. And then by sophomore year, you were telling your friends, no, nah, if you do it right, you won't lose a testicle. <laughs> oh, God. oh, no, man. 
Oh boy. Well, by the time we were in high school, I think they were uh, like the the growth, the horse growth hormones it was, it was were HGH. Ed- yeah, dude. man, we were taking the it from the horses, gr- baby. It was cute. It just came out. They weren't testing for it. <laughs> That's right. Who was that one guy, dude? He like put his head through the locker in the gym locker room. Wow, I don't recall that scenario. You remember that? He was like a year old. Man. I think he was a year younger than you, but like he wow, played man. varsity with your team, and he was jacked. Yeah, and he just lost it in a fit of he rage. The, remember, he had the long hair. You know, by that point, I was smoking a lot of weed, and uh, yeah, that's I, when I can't it, remember his name either. I'll Nobody honest, cares. You ruined your life. life on hazy. We don't even remember you, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> oh, I rem- the only reason I like vaguely remember him is because uh, I had to change next to him oh, in yeah. gym class. All right, I don't. And it was like literally a little kid changing next to a grown like giant man. This Ooh. guy was fucking huge, <laughs> Jack. <laughs> And one of my friends was on the other side of him. Oh, yeah. And, like, we would just laugh so hard at him all the time because his, like, notorious move, dude, it would happen, like, multiple times a week. He'd, get his, he'd like, take his pants off to, like, put his uh, uh, basketball shorts sure. on for class. Oh, yeah. Right? And you'd hear it, like, dude, three, three times a week you'd hear it. Oh, man, put my underwear on backwards. And then he's like... <laughs> Oh, time to showcase. He would, he would, hey, uh, he would oh, yeah. He had his underwear on backwards, <laughs> and he had the most back acne you've ever seen on a man. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. so that's my uh, steroids in high school story. Very nice. Yeah. But I, the point of the story, moral of the story is team that never won or even went to state won state twice in a row. All right. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. Until you're great, remember? Yeah, no, again, uh, my fondest memories of football, uh, you know, in my later high school career was, um, you know, splitting the Gatorade bottle mixed with vodka <laughs> uh, with the guys in the parking lot and then sharing the doobie at Smoker's Lot right before, you know, and, and then hiding, strategically hiding that Gatorade bottle in the right bush so no one finds it but you can grab it after the game right that's my that's about all i remember from football that is my football career ended when i threw up on the field and it smelled like straight vodka you you, you, you can fucking it's not like rubbing alcohol dude it was like you could catch a buzz if you got too close to it man it was so funny oh man those were the days, man. You know, we used to have to like hide out in front of uh, Teddy's Liquors and ask a Mexican to uh, buy us like a six, like a twelve pack, or you no, know, was it like a thirty pack for eleven dollars of Miller High Life, right? And uh, then you'd <laughs> score like a handle of vodka, and you'd be very specific about the vodka, but you always got the cheapest vodka, no change, and no that's change. how it worked. Yeah. Oh, that's why homeless guys were your best friend back then. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Just get the friend with the fake ID. That's you know what they do now, man? They're doing the... I got, I got the the cop kid asked me the other day when I walked into the weed store. All right. It was like a kid who was like clearly working for the cops. Oh, cop kid. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sir, do you think you could buy, like, you buy some weed? Get the fuck out of here. I, so they're... um. What are they called? They got little narcs walking around in front of the, the dispensaries. Little narcs, yeah. Wow. You can tell the kids that really smoke weed. You know, that's true. Yeah, those kids would never work for the cop. I think we have the same thing here in Colorado. I believe I hear of these stings from time to time. 
seems a bit silly. I don't know. Here's how you know, right? It's we the problem they're having with weed is like, you, like what do you want? Uh, I don't know. Just get like a cartridge, and uh, you know, yes. get the fuck out of here. You're yes, a cop. Yes, get the yes, fuck yes. out of here, right? I want, I want a brownie, and uh, get the fuck out. But <laughs> the kids like, hey, can you give me something, man? Hey, what do you want? Uh, you know, whatever they got in sativa. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> or someone looking for a specific brand. If they can drop some brand name, then you're in. If they have anything mixed with the Skywalker, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> you know, you're like, all right. Where are you guys getting your stuff? Is it being locally produced? Is that how it works in Illinois? Is that the only... Uh, oh, dude, you, you got to come see how it is. Yeah. You know, this is as, like, industrial as it gets. Like, just... You walk in, you stand. They're they're behind a glass. You get yes, a menu. You, you don't see that. anything. Yeah. You can't even see the product or anything. Do you know where the product is from, though? Is this all shipped out of state, or are you getting uh, like locally grown Southern Illinois products? I think it's in Illinois. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. All right, man. I think they have to grow a certain amount in Illinois. Yeah, but we get all, it's all like the like Cresco. Oh yeah. See, I'm not familiar. We got our own uh, deal out here. It's state by state. That's why I kind of wonder. But I do know that, you know, different But Cresco's different like things. a publicly traded company. All right. Yeah, it's That's all like, owned by the Canadians at this point. That's why the weed sucks. You got to get local. Get something that isn't like, a, you know, mass produced on any level. That's, that's the spot you want to find wherever you are purchasing your weed. Or the flowers like really dry. Own. Yeah, it's really dry. That's the problem because it has to go through all this processing and testing and packaging and it exchanges multiple hands and couriers and it's just a total, you know, you're you're better off getting your weed from the guy sometimes. Oh, it's the best. Whoever the guy is that you may know. That guy probably has uh, weed that went through maybe even straight from the dealer or the uh, grower. (laughs) Yeah, if you could get that, that's the best. Remember, Frank used to get that and it was... Man, that was you, the, the glory you days. Couldn't even open the bag in the house. It was, <laughs> the whole house would stink, dude. Parents would be like, "Mike, you got to stop smoking in here." <laughs> like, all I did was open the bag. It <laughs> <laughs> was back in the day. The homegrown, yeah, it's like sticky. It's got that stink. Ah, I love it. Oh yeah, like your fingers are sticky. After you pack that bowl, you know? It's pretty sad because I see a lot of the product here on the on the back or on the, uh, you know, front end or whatever it is. When, it, when it's out in the public and it's dry and shitty and I've been to many of these groves and I've been inside them and the weed itself is gorgeous looking. It just looks like great product and it's just a tragedy that it, mm. how it looks in the end. Regulation regulation dude it's all about the regulation whenever the government gets involved they fucking ruin everything and this goes to weed too i don't everybody's like wants it to be legalized nationally i don't know if that's such a good idea man like even on a state level weed is very poorly uh run i guarantee on an uh what national level it'd be even worse yeah last thing you need is the federal government well, yeah, I don't want Joe Biden touching my Oh, weed, God, man. we're already paying 40% tax. <laughs> I'm saying, dude. You throw the fucking federal government in. Like it, I gotta wait till it's <laughs> on sale and get a veteran discount just so I can pay $55 a gram for wax. 
Oh, man. Well, you better watch out, Mike. Because weed may jump in price now that we are stepping up our presence on the border. We're going to turn now to President Biden's high-stakes summit in Mexico. Just before oh, we came on the air tonight, the president meeting with President Lopez Obrador in Mexico amid this continuing immigration and humanitarian crisis at the border. The president, meanwhile, Sunday, visiting the border himself in El Paso. Tonight here, President Biden's new crackdown. What's in it and will it work? And the numbers are already coming down in recent weeks slightly. So what's driving this? Mary Bruce traveling with the president tonight. President oh, yeah. Biden tonight meeting with the Mexican president amid the immigration and humanitarian crisis on the border. It comes 24 hours after Biden, for the first time as president, traveled to the border to see for himself. Yeah, when did he become president, by the way? Uh, was that? Last month? Uh, 2000. Uh, oh, it was three years? Two years? Oh, wow. When was the deadliest insurrection? <laughs> first time? All right. Sorgen, we're going to get it for him. Just last month, about 2,500 <laughs> people a day were apprehended in El Paso. Like four insurrections the administration since he became surged president. money and manpower, and now the numbers have dropped to about 700. Biden's new plan expels migrants from Nicaragua, Venezuela, Haiti, and Cuba who cross the border illegally. The U.S. will accept 30,000 migrants a month from those four <clears throat> countries who meet strict criteria, including Excuse having a sponsor me. in the U.S. <laughs> Texas's Republican governor says it's too little, too late. The president who caused the 360,000 a year just from those countries. <laughs> it just so happens he's two years and about $20 billion too late. Now, we took that criticism to the White House, and they insist this has always been a priority for the president and that Republicans in Congress are the ones who are failing to act. David. Wow. <clears throat> Did you say 30000 a month? Yeah. That's how... All right. Oh, yeah, man. You know, I think he went down there because they don't want to talk about it, but I'm pretty sure there's a war going on in Mexico right now. Frank, I was just thinking that that's definitely why he went down there. And they need to, what they don't want to admit is we need to boost our troop presence down at the border because there is literally a war going on right at the border. And there is fear, I believe, that they don't want to admit publicly that this war could spill over into American territory. Or it's just causing a mass exodus. Well, Mike, I mean... Are we to believe that the drug lords who own Juarez have no nothing to do with politics in El Paso? Dude, so I have been, I heard a story and I've been trying so hard to find it, but I can't find like a verified source for you. But apparently, you know, so the story, it, for those that don't know, they caught El Chapo's son in yes, Mexico. Yes, that is correct. Right. And they put him in a prison right on the border. And all we know so f all we really know is a war broke out. That's the best way to put it. Like an all out war. It's a the, yes, it's the a cartel, war. <laughs> the cartel told the government and the police to release him. They said no. They surrounded the prison with literally armed vehicles and soldiers. Yeah, exactly. And uh dude, I don't know how true this is, but apparently they told the guard, they like over a loudspeaker told the guards um, that they have to, <laughs> that they better put down their weapons or their families are going to die. <laughs> yeah. And at that moment, like people showed up at all of their families' houses. 
Wow. <laughs> like oh, armed guys showed up so at all of their up, houses. Man. Oh, that's that's like a Batman villain move. No, 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 but the scariest part of the story is they said it was like every like every one of these guards oh, were yeah. living in a house or like an apart like they were living in an apartment. It was the neighbor came right next door. Whoa. There was a guy living right next to them. Like oh. they, they put people next to the guards and they didn't even know they were there. And you don't think the CIA killed JFK? And you don't and you don't think the government was behind 9/11? The Mexican cartel can can literally plant a fucking assassin next to you for your lifetime. Dude, that's shit you wouldn't even think about. No, oh, that's fucking crazy. It, you know what this prison is too? Uh Oh, see, that's why I think I'm getting it confused too because there was two different battles. No, there's multiple. There's the thing. There's a literal there was, war going there on. There's the multiple one in, battles. One of them was the prison where El Chapo was held. That's right. And one of them was uh, like an airport in Juarez. Yes, exactly. But I think they right. were. I kind of feel like they were related on some level. Like I, I don't well, think they these were trying are to fly instances. him out. Of, did you hear the stories about the airport? This is 100% verified. Dude, people just showed up to the airport. They're going on vacation. Right? Oh, no, dude. Yeah. The Mexican government just decided they're going to fly this guy out of the civilian airport. Oh, man. And the yeah. cartel just showed up and started, it turned into a war zone. People are talking about, dude, you're waiting for your baggage with your wife. You know, like you're just chilling. And just this war broke out. That's insane. Yeah, it's really crazy what's going on over there. And again, this is right at the border. Oh, you could throw a rock. Like, people don't understand how close Mexico, like, Juarez and El Paso. So there's a reason why two years after this nonstop flow of migrants, Joe Biden, you know, just decides to go check out the border. Well, (laughs) it has nothing to do really with the migrants, but I think it has a lot to do with securing the border. Uh, Well, they're afraid they're not going to send their best. They're definitely not going to send their best, man. But uh, can you uh, imagine if we start seeing some spillover of the violence into El Paso? Well, that's the, yeah, it's always been kind of like a, a danger zone. So this could, um, this man, could. You got Fort Bliss <laughs> right there, man. That's what's crazy. I know, I'm saying this could end up being very poor optics for the Biden administration. Um, you know, they they eventually have to kind of uh, clamp down or something. I have no idea, but this war is kind of fucking crazy. And it's a war. It's like uh, this drug, this cartel apparently has insiders in the government, in the military, the police, the apparently in the prison. They, oh, they own everything. They also have your neighbors are also part of this cartel. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, no, you don't understand. They own everything. So this is pretty uh, crazy shit. I've I've never heard of anything like this in the modern era. This close yeah, to let America's it, they let border. They get way too out of control. Yeah, I'm wondering uh, if this is just this is what happens when you let the drug kind of movement uh, power did, through did, did, like did they did. Did you hear about that thing that happened in the Bahamas? You know, uh, Biden went to the Bahamas for uh, vacation, or supposedly, or was it the Virgin Islands? Maybe Virgin Island. I I think it was the Virgin Islands. You are correct. He did 
kind of uh, go on some sort of vacation that I remember people weren't into so, for some reason. So supposedly there was like a, a a DA or something down there that opened up this investigation into corruption that was gonna lead to like politicians in America. Huh? Biden went down there on vacation and she got fired. Oh yes. <laughs> I'm telling you. The investigation was into Epstein. Oh, that's what it was. That's what I, yes. <laughs> into, what, the people, into the people that visited Epstein's island. That's right. And yes. uh, it had to do with other things involved, I believe, like with tax evasion. Well, I Am think Burisma had something to do with it. Whoa, really? That's where, it, and then she brought up something with like the connection of the money from Burisma or something. <laughs> oh man! And then that's when Biden flew down there. Everything is just leads to Hunter Biden, doesn't it? I feel like the whole show. Just oh, goes if we dirty. had one of those maps with all the strings, <laughs> Burisma's at the middle, <laughs> and right underneath it is Hunter Biden snorting some cocaine off of Malia's ass <laughs> oh yeah never forget never forget that black ass there was a picture with Malia Obama's credit card in it never forget <laughs> and a blurry black chair. was that ever disproven I feel like that was it just floated no, out which there which makes and, it true yeah, in my exactly. mind it's true until you prove it wrong <laughs> yeah. at this point with the democrats so I had no idea Burisma was involved on some level with the um, Epstein shenanigans and Little St. John uh, Island. I think it was Bahamas. I think you were right on the money with that. And I had no idea that Biden had to go down there. It's weird that they would still send Biden to do any kind of business dealings. The dude is senile and nuts, right? Yeah, but uh, maybe not. I don't, he's still the president. Still the uh, president. Here's an idea, and this is a, it's a little wacky, but what if the whole Dementia Joe thing is an act he puts on to avoid any of the serious questions about all the shady shit he's involved with? Could be a genius idea. A Grandpa Simpson? A Grandpa Simpson, yes, good call, great reference, absolutely. <laughs> wow. Grandpa Simpson. <laughs> Isn't that like he does that one one of the episodes? Yeah, there's one, and then he like dances away laughing or something. It was yeah, him all along. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can't remember. I was just replaying all the Simpson ones. I I was kept going back to the Hellfish one where he uh wants to go steal the paintings back or whatever. And that's that's what I was thinking. Yeah, he was a cat burglar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Grandpa Simpson. He's great. He did a Grandpa Simpson on us. Old Abe Simpson. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> I'm kind of sensing it. Maybe. But uh So it's man. either weekend at Bernie's or the <laughs> Simpsons. Either way, this administration is a joke. <laughs> this is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we get no camel anymore. Uh, they got rid of the bald dude with the lipstick. I, I assume he's oh, he in got jail. Fired. <laughs> I know, he's man. Dude. He's stealing all that luggage, all that attention and publicity when he got when he got hired. And I gotta say, like, uh, just 
put it all together over the last two years, Pete Buttigieg, maybe the worst transportation secretary ever? I would say so only based on the fact that you're the only one I've ever heard of. Yes, that's that's how, ba- that's how bad Mike, you're doing. Great call, your cycle psycho. I literally was just thinking that you mentioned this a long time ago. How the fact that I even know who you are means you're a problem, and so <laughs> they gave you a job you couldn't mess up. He was just sit there and be quiet. You could even go on vacation for two months. Nobody cares. <laughs> Pete Buttigieg, what I think of... As a matter of fact, the best part of your career so far has been the two months you were off. Yes, you should go back to breastfeeding, dude. It was more your forte. Might be the best thing you're... The thing you're best at. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, worse... Definitely of our lifetime. Anyways, uh, wasn't Kamala the czar of the border? The border czar? She is the border czar. Still yeah. is, yeah. or? Still is, yeah. All right. She's czaring it up. You, know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you don't have to be there to czar it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you never seen a czar from afar? A czar from afar. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Folks, if you have any, uh, if you've ever wondered how I come up with the titles for our show. <laughs> You just found out. Give me the title of her fucking memoir right under that f***ing book from Britain. <laughs> Camilla Harris, a czar from afar. <laughs> That's right, Harry. I started with calling you a f***. I'm going to end it with calling you a f***. <laughs> oh, my God. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, the edit bay will be working overtime tonight, folks. There's no doubt about it. But uh, yeah. that, bleep, that bleep finger's working tonight. Czar <laughs> <laughs> from afar. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, that's like bumper sticker, everything. I love <laughs> it, man. I can put that on my coffee mug. <laughs> that should just be her 2024 20, campaign. That's, yeah. Didn't you see me, Czar from afar? <laughs> I keep thinking of Jafar from Aladdin. I don't know why I keep picturing Jafar. I could see her as a Jafar. She's kind of got a Jafar thing going on. (laughs) A Jafar from afar. (laughs) A Jafar from afar named Jafar. This is the kind of highbrow content people come to the Dude Man podcast for, folks. <laughs> have, you, have you ever seen a czar from afar named Jafar? <laughs> That's a Dr. Seuss book right there. Because yeah. then at the end, and she's the czar of Mexico. What? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, maybe this war going on in Mexico is being, in some way, financed by China through their fentanyl ring coming through there. And maybe kind of we're looking at a little bit of a World War Three action brewing up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, could be. See what I'm saying there? I don't know, dude. I saw this DEA guy who said, like, 
He's like, last year we confiscated about 4,000 pounds of fentanyl at the border. Sounds like a lot. He's like, they probably brought in about 400,000. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, yeah. don't do the cocaine right now. I'm telling you. It is. It's dangerous out there. My God. Wow. Yeah. 400,000. I mean, literally, um, like the size of a pin of this stuff kills you. Right? Isn't that how this shit works? Oh, if you're a bitch. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, got a little tolerance, man. You know. That's right. Build up your fentanyl tolerance there. Uh, you start with the pinhead. <laughs> Work your way up. <laughs> Kids, if you learn one thing from me, we start easy on the drugs. Work your way up. <laughs> Never go balls to the wall from the beginning. <laughs> and if you ever sober up, don't start like you know, don't start right back where you left off. <laughs> I was just cataloging our drug selection. It was quite the uh, the trip in it in of itself, if you will. Yeah. Well, yes, Emma and I were uh, just discussing it because uh, I can't remember why we were. We weren't like talking about taking uh, any kind of drugs, but I think we were just kind of chatting about what we had. And then I had some downtime, and I went into the uh, the old closet, and I was sorting through all these different <laughs> like acids and uh, things that I have, <laughs> like acid tabs that I've collected. <laughs> and so, like, and here's here's a lesson for y'all out there. Every moment in life isn't a moment to do acid. And we discussed back uh, a few episodes back how it's really all about, you know, being mood, how your mood is when you go into any kind of trip, whatever you're going to do. But I, in my lifetime, have just accumulated many uh, hits of acid and mushrooms and various things through just, you know, someone offers me drugs, I take it, but I put it in my pocket. I don't know what I got here. I'm not going to take it right now. Right? Oh, why not? Well, not all the time. I'm just saying. So through that process over the years, Emma and I have accumulated all these, you know, hits of acid. Hmm. We've, we've taken them. I'm, here's my thing. When someone gives you like a, you know, a hit or whatever, it's like a strip. They give you that little like strippy. They like rip it. So then you rip off a couple hits and then you put the rest in your pocket. Forget the rest. Then you got it in your arsenal. So we got a nice little arsenal. And uh, there's some shrooms in there. And Many, uh, uh, arrows in the quiver, if you will. Well, Emma's like, <laughs> where is it? You know, I'm like, oh, it's in, you know, it's in the closet. And I got in that little black, uh, little like um, earphone container thing that I got. And I said, it's our end of the world case. And she goes, what do you mean, end of the world case? I'm like, because when in the end of the... <laughs> we got World War Three upon us, like all this shit's going on. When the end of the world goes down, we're just taking everything in here at once. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to... We're going to roll through it. Just bring it, baby! <laughs> you got fucking Ukraine and Russia, China, Taiwan, whatever's going on in Mexico. All right, we're... we're st- we're ready. We're stacked. I know everyone gets their ammunition. They get the three months worth of food. No, I got the uh, ten years of collected acid hits that'll just destroy my brain in Jeez. five seconds. <laughs> 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 and 
and I'll never remember a thing. <laughs> you can rape me and kill me. I'm in another universe. <laughs> That's right. I'm soaring through the clouds. <laughs> in this dimension, I don't feel nothing. <laughs> All I see is Cumberback. <laughs> So yeah, it's my my end of the world uh, oh, stash, dude, of acid hits. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. What do you do, man? Asteroid hits right now. Boom. End of podcast. What do you do? Well, nothing. All right, we're dead. No, how does it work? It hit China. Fuck China. Oh, it hit China. Yeah. Well, I guess I'd celebrate. You know, there's no World War Three coming. Uh, that'll be oh, good. Okay. And um. <laughs> What do I do? Yeah, I take my, uh, I go take my acid hits. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, man, you're in the perfect spot, man. Hit the mountains. Hit the mountains? You got to get away from people. Oh, really? Is that how it works? Oh, did you see the BLM riots? <laughs> people take any excuse to go crazy. I agree, and any I... Excuse. <laughs> I think I saw... Like... There's a difference between some you sort of calamity. You literally white, rich white people burning down cities <laughs> in the name of poor black people. Yeah, like, but they my... were any excuse. They're rioting. Um. Yes, this is true. And I. Uh, that's like there's two different scenarios. I mean, there's societal collapse, or uh, there's some calamity that is destroying Earth. Right. Good call. Earth solar flare. Flare wipes out all electronics on it. Yeah, so yeah, I say that happens. Go take whatever drugs you got. It's a smoke them if you got them scenario. Yeah. Go find some place. Take your shit, down some booze, meditate, whatever. I don't know what, you know, I would just, I would. Here we go. That's it. There's nothing you could do. What are you going to do? Panic? Run around like a madman? Go rob something? Not right away, but. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. I'm planning. <laughs> I don't want to be the first guy, but <laughs> I mean, I get like it. When you get to a party, you don't want to be the first one to take the, you know, hit the platter, But <laughs> Earth is about to like die, or yeah, everyone's gonna <laughs> die on Earth. There's this asteroid or whatever, and everyone wants to just rape and pillage. That's the first. Uh, that's the first instinct. Instinct. I think that's all anybody ever wants to do. <laughs> The only reason we don't is we don't have enough money. <laughs> if I did, I'd be on Epstein's Island. <laughs> you know? Raping some kids after I pillaged their parents' bank account, you know? <laughs> do you even think, like, escaping to the mountains would even uh, do any good? It, let's say if it was just social collapse. Like, uh... The biggest problem I think you have is, and it's the genius move, of the elite is they separated us. Like you don't have, you need people you can trust. And I mean like family, you know? Sure. Yeah. Cause you can't, you can't do it on your own. Like, can I go to the woods? Can you just go out into the woods and live? No, you're going to need like, you're going to need a, like a lot of people to come together. You need a community. Yes. And, and it's, the problem is, it's hard to find communities that you can really, really trust. Interesting. Because you know? there's always going to be somebody that wants it all. There's always going to be somebody that thinks you have it better and they want it, you know? It's crazy. We're talking trusting the neighbors. 
Think about Mexico, dude. Your neighbor's an assassin. He's there to kill you. <laughs> he works for the cartel. He knows everything about you. <laughs> oh, he's the nicest guy in the world until he gets that phone call. <laughs> could, you, could you imagine? Oh, uh, hey, Jose. Leche? <laughs> Why did you say Jose? I was thinking Jose. We're so racist. It's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, they're in Mexico. Yeah, guy knocks on the door. Oh, hey, Jose. Did you run out of milk again? Ah, uh, come on. No, it's not about the milk. He just got an Uzi in his hand. <laughs> well, it's Mexico. I imagine they all kill people with guitar cases, right? If, if Desperado, if Desperado's taught me anything, don't let me down, Hollywood. If Desperado's taught me anything, they kill each other with armed, fully armed guitar cases. The one thing I know about Mexico: <laughs> if your neighbor comes over with a guitar case, run, run get, climb out life. the window, get the fuck out of run there, Run for dude. your life, dude. <laughs> It's not a guitar. <laughs> if you see three guys with guitars, <laughs> you need to get underground because one of them is launching a missile. <laughs> oh, for sure. They all died with the neighbor coming over to show them the new guitar. He pops open the case. Lights out. Game over. <laughs> Antonio Banderas. <laughs> So good. <laughs> hey man, Desperado, maybe one of the greatest action movies of all time. That that thing is just wow. rocking. It's disgusting. It's crazy. It's got Quentin Tarantino in it, and it has a uh, Selma Hayek. She's a freaking total yeah. smoke show babe. Prime. Absolutely great movie. It's it's even got uh, what's the guy with the the girl that shit in his bed? Uh, Johnny Depp's in it. That's a later iteration, I believe, but my... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's I, from Dust Till Dawn. I do believe Steve Buscemi is in the original Desperado. Steve Going off of some, some deep memory oh, yeah, on this the one. one. He's the one that <laughs> talks about him before yeah, he comes that's in. That's right. I think so, right? Am I right? He's the yeah, hype man. Yeah, yeah, Steve Buscemi's the hype man. That's right. <laughs> And he's like, it was a real shithole, not a fine establishment. <laughs> <laughs> We got Cheech Marin in it. Oh, what a great movie, dude. And of course, uh, I gotta watch Machete it. himself is in it. Uh, Danny Trejo. It's a fucking, what a gem. Of course, Danny Trejo's in it. There's Desperado. no movie made in America That's... about Mexico without Danny Trejo. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> of course, he's in it. I, I've always, just my whole, I grew up thinking that's what every Mexican looked like. I, I assumed you like had your quinceañera and then you got that tattoo on your back of the Mother Mary. And that all of them wear leather vests with no shirts underneath. Just That's bare why chested. you got the tattoo, so That's when the wind blew, everybody could see it. <laughs> Under your leather vest. Oh, <laughs> oh, That's good Man, stuff. Man, we talked about the other day, unique looks. I don't think you get more more unique than that guy. Oh, great call, man. The nineties I feel like was the last era of unique looking people. Yeah, Steve Buscemi, another unique <laughs> yeah. everybody in that movie's super unique. Yeah, man. There's a Hollywood went a, a goofy way with the uh the robot. Steve Buscemi, probably the ugliest man in Hollywood, just made a living off of that. Yeah, well, that's a great uh lesson for the kids out there. You know, like uh you could either be Brad Pitt or 
own it and be Steve Buscemi. Either way, you have a great career. <laughs> nah, I think he's uh, who's that little guy in the NBA, Muggsy Bogues? Muggsy Bogues, good call. I think uh, you're a one and done, man. You're a one in a million. Never happen again. We shall never see another Steve Buscemi. Not that bad, dude. That guy is like. <laughs> Dude, he was the the best acting of Con Air was him as the ultra serial killer. And all he did was sit down the whole time and play Steve Buscemi. He just sat there looking like Steve Buscemi. And you're like, whoa, damn, give this guy an Emmy. Serial killer. Jesus Christ, he made me believe. Steve Buscemi's best role, in my opinion, is Fargo as one of the hitmen. Oh, wow. Great call. That is one of the best. Well, that's just a great movie. It's an all-around fan- fantastic film, but I one of my favorite Buscemi's. That, yeah, and then uh, I also and love... Reservoir Dogs, you gotta get Of course that. Dogs. See, he's got too many, but also my favorite favorite of all of them is uh, Homeless Guy in Big Daddy. We could never forget. Probably, <laughs> yeah! probably his greatest role. Looking for that. He's still looking for that breakfast sandwich. Anyways, Mike, we are at that... We're at that magical point in time, dude. This no, <laughs> Steve Buscemi, fuck the cage. Steve Buscemi, greatest actor of all time. He went from from Happy Gilmore movies to Coen Brother movies to <laughs> the fucking Nick Cage movies. I knew you could handle like, that. Like, the, like Steve Buscemi has run the gauntlet from the greatest to the worst producers, directors, right everything. He's phenomenal in every role. Uh, Mike. He might be the GOAT.